Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Ollie Ted Talks with me, Ollie Ted Lewis. Now, some of you might remember on the very first episode of this podcast, in fact the very first thing I ever said was that this episode, not this episode, but the first episode had taken me a lot of tries because I'm an absolute perfectionist and I attributed the fact that I'm a perfectionist to the fact that I'm a Virgo and I went on to say that I am very much invested in astrology and I am. I'm one of these people who I will always ask people what their sun signs are. I just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested in it. Probably haven't done as much research into it as I should have. Um, but luckily, I've got friends who know a lot about astrology. And one of those friends is the lovely Terry Parkinson, who I've invited on today to talk in depth about all things astrology. And I'm super excited to have Terry on. Terry is training to be a life coach and she very much infuses astrology into what she does. She's got a very active social media presence and you can find her on Instagram at the Gemini Journey underscore and on there she does oracle readings, she does consultations and um, Terry and I actually did a live on my main Instagram which is at Ollie Ted Lewis and yeah if you look on my Instagram TV little button thing there's a full hour video that Terry and I did together a few weeks ago we were talking about vulnerability and the importance of like you know being honest basically um that's a very brief and basic <laughs> like description of what the live was about but if if you enjoyed this podcast episode which I guarantee you're going to especially if you've got an interest in astrology because oh me and Terry we dive into everything um but if you if you do enjoy this then I recommend going and giving that a watch on my main Instagram page as well because we had a really really nice combo on that too Terry is no strange to podcasting. She launched her own podcast last year with her friend Karina called Do You Know What I Mean? Um, before kind of venturing off into the whole life coaching thing and focusing more of her attention on that. So she's had a whole journey um, throughout the lockdown of, you know, exploring different avenues. And we do talk a little bit about this period of time in both our lives because we are getting to that age now where we are about to experience our Saturn return. Um if you don't know what a Saturn return is, don't worry, I didn't either till I had this conversation with Terry, <laughs> but um, she explains everything, and um, yeah, I learned so much chatting to her, and I'm sure you will as well, listening to this podcast, unless you already know it all about astrology, in which case, just sit back and enjoy, um, and listen to Terry affirming the beliefs that you already have. Terry actually gives me a little birth chart reading at the end of the episode, which... I kind of feel like I'm exposing myself by putting it out on here. But do you know what? Fuck it. Like, I really enjoyed listening. I just enjoy listening to everything she has to say because she's so passionate about everything she talks about. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to lay it all out. You know, I've been very honest on this podcast so far. You only have to listen to my first episode to be like, wow, he's really laying all his cards on the table here. Um, so, what you know, you, you can all hear Terry talk through what my birth chart means. I'm, I'm not hiding anything from you all, okay? It's all out on here. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, all right. Without further ado, let's kick off the podcast, shall we? Here it is, my convo with the lovely, gorgeous, enigmatic Terry Parkinson. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? Hi, Ollie. I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Summer's not too far away. We've got stuff opening up in the next week. Like Yeah. 
I don't know. Like, I'm just so excited to get a haircut. Like that's all I, I keep thinking about. <laughs> I am, but I'm also, I'm excited to. I am excited to get my hair done, but I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm apprehensive as to as to how long it will last, but we'll see. Yeah, I've got I've got that feeling as well. There's always, especially with everything that's been going on, there's always that feeling of dread in the back of your head. Like you don't want to get your hopes up too much because exactly. I'm not planning any to go abroad or anything this year just because I know so many people that have lost out on that. But yeah, yeah. I'll talk a little bit about how me and you, how we met. Yeah, so we, we were that. we were 18 years old, little babies, both uh, oh moved off to the city of Newcastle and we both did a performing arts course together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a bit of a crazy time in our lives. And I think back <laughs> it to it. Crazy. I think when you're you're 18 you're like oh I'm an adult like this is life now but I think back and we were just kind of like it was like we were given the keys to this big city and we just went out and went absolutely crazy and like wild (laughs) especially like Newcastle as well like it's one of those cities when people go to uni there they just fully like let loose don't they (laughs) wild we were wild when I think about what I was like when I was 18 I just think about the, <laughs> the life that we all lived. Wild. Kids are wild. You you people are crazy in this country. They are. When when you're younger and you're and you're let loose and then you know it's it's it's, it's normal. It's completely normal and everyone goes through it and everyone should go through it and it's that transition where you move away from home and then you're becoming an adult and you go off to uni and yeah, you just enjoy yourself. And boy, we enjoyed ourselves, didn't we? Oh yeah, it was good fun. And like <laughs> so, so fun. many, like so many good memories that I think back on now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of one of the main things that sticks out to me that I remember from when we were that age was like your utter fascination with astrology. And obviously yeah. <laughs> that's what our topic's gonna be today is astrology. Yeah. And yeah, I remember us just having conversations about astrology all the time. And for me, I don't really know where my interest in astrology started. Like, I try and think about it and I'm honestly not sure. But you, I think you have a lot more knowledge in it than I do. So where, for you, where where did that knowledge and interest like come from? Yeah, it's just it's just crazy when I think about it. I have had this lifelong love for astrology and it's like people that know me and are close to me, as you said, you're like straight away, you're like, <laughs> you loved astrology. That was eight years ago now. And here I am eight years later, like finally, finally doing it for a career and a passion. God knows why I didn't try and look at it more in depth back then, but just didn't, you know, that's life, I suppose. And that's, this is the path that I've taken, but now I'm obviously ready to make it a fully part, a full part of my life. But I have just, yeah. So my mom, my mum brought me up on loads of like alternative topics and brought us up to be, to really think like outside the box. She's a very spiritual woman and she has had, yeah, she's had a massive impact on my life. Um, and I would definitely say it comes from my mum, but my, but, but only, only somewhat. So like my mum had an interest in it, but she didn't like love it. But for me, I just fell in love with it and I just obsessed, got obsessed with it. So my knowledge of astrology now, like the last, the last, I'd say six months I'm learning it kind of textbook but prior to that 
everything I've learned has just have just come to me naturally. Does that make sense? So like now, now like I'm making it a part of my job and I'm doing it for a work purpose and to follow my passion as well and incorporate that into what I'm doing. But previously it was just, it was just like a natural, just a natural thing. I would just, I just knew about the star signs and the elements and, and I'll go into it like a bit more with you in a bit, but yeah, it's just, been a natural just a natural love of mine I've always been curious like with my coaching you know I've been curious how the mind works and because I've been curious about how the mind works I was curious about people's individual personalities and the way that the planets communicate that energy with us is through astrology and yeah it's just been a natural thing for me throughout my whole life really I have been obsessed with it Mm. I've been obsessed really yeah. yeah and it's been like it's been so nice seeing you like especially in the past like six months like take this mm. journey because I don't I don't know for you but for me as I as I get older and kind of move into adulthood there's nothing I love seeing more than like my friends who have expressed these passions way yeah. back in the day seeing those people make those passions into something special as yeah. they get older like that's just like the best thing ever and yeah. you know those things are a part of you for your whole life so mm-hmm. like yeah being able to communicate those things into like something creatively or like mm-hmm. as a career is like so sick I love it it's so true because you because yeah what you're seeing like you're seeing someone's like passion play out um and yeah you're so you're you're so right I think when when someone does that they're they're really kind of speaking true who they are and yeah you can see it you can see it in a person for sure Mm -hmm. so you've you've recently like rebranded your whole kind of social media presence into Mm. the Gemini journey so can you tell me a little bit about that and like what does it mean and what what does it mean to you yeah absolutely so I, as you know, I'm a few months off, I'm a few months off getting my coaching accreditation with NLP. So the foundation of that, which me and you've spoke about before on the live, the foundation of that coaching training was something called person-centered. And that means I have a person-centered foundation to my work, but we also studied NLP, which is neuro-linguistic practitioning. So that's the coaching theory that I've been learning. But I had to kind of start thinking about, okay, so what kind of coach do I want to be? It was really important for me to to incorporate like my spiritual side. So I just had to kind of think, you know, what what work do I want to do with people? It was just a no brainer, really. It, It took me some time to figure out because I had to kind of think what what avenue do I want to go down? Do I want to go down just purely a coaching route, which is what a lot of people go down. But I felt like I wasn't being true to myself. I felt like I have this part of me. I have this spiritual psychic part of me, which is my astrology and my oracle cards. And it's like, how could I not incorporate that into what I'm doing? So the Gemini journey. So Gemini journey is me. And the Gemini journey is me incorporating in my coaching, my intuitive coaching, my NLP, astrology and oracle cards all into one. So the Gemini journey is that experience. And I want to offer people those services and I can offer them as a package or I can do them as individual services. And that's the Gemini journey because I am a Gemini, as you know. (laughs) Um, And I've always felt 
really proud to be a Gemini and I've always felt like I've identified with that star sign so much throughout my whole life so it just felt yeah it just again it was just natural for me for me to kind of think of that name it didn't happen straight away the same thing you know with actually thinking about like the services I want to offer it didn't all happen straight away I had to take some time to think about it but I went back to the drawing board pen and paper sat down you know and spent some time contemplating reflecting meditating and then it just came to me and it was just like Gemini journey and it just felt right and it had a nice ring to it as well so that is the Gemini journey yeah yeah, so you just kind of went back to the drawing board and was like mm. re-honed in on what it was, like the essence of what it was you want to offer. And yeah, that's set yeah. off that. Yeah, absolutely. When I am, um, whenever I talk to people about astrology, like I feel like a lot of people can be like overly critical and like really voice the fact that they don't believe any of it. It's all nonsense. And mm. how do you react to people when they're like that with you? Because I like, I, obviously you are a lot more like knowledgeable about it than me. <laughs> But I, I find like with stuff like religion, you wouldn't get someone be like, your religion is a load of bollocks. Like, I, I don't believe a single word you're saying. But when you talk about astrology, I feel like people are more inclined to really just like cast it out and be like, so it's all true. bullshit. It's not true. Like, do you find that as well? And how do you react to people when they're like that with you? Yeah, so I've definitely found that. And funnily enough, last year, I've actually I actually came across someone who had really kind of a strong opinion about it and was just like it's a load of crap what a load of bullshit blah 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 and I'm like that's fine like that's that's their opinion but it tends to be the people that don't know enough about it that make that that make that opinion heard and I often think people people shut it down when actually they don't have an understanding of it and I feel like that's with a lot of things in life you know people want to shout at things and be angry about things and not hear what someone else has to say without actually listening or maybe coming down to a level and listening to a person on a more open-minded level rather than just shouting at the person that it's not true Mm-hmm. And I think if someone feels like that about astrology, then like I said, it's their journey and and it's it's clearly not right for them. Oh, do I feel that they're missing out? Absolutely. They're, they're missing out a lot because with astrology and what I'm still learning and I just find I'm learning all the time with it every single day, it's that it's there to to help a person literally live their best life it's there to help you have an understanding of who you are and how you relate to the world around you and I just think why would you not want to know that because that's going to allow you to to feel empowered in your own life and then the other point that I'd make about it is that astrology and astronomy are now considered two different things so astronomy is the science so that's the science of the planets and how they move. And, and that's the kind of the facts of the planets. That's what NASA go off. You know, NASA use astronomers. Astrology is they, they brand it as a pseudoscience. But what actually used to happen back in the day is that you couldn't be an astrologer without being an astronomer. 
when you were calculating a birth chart, you didn't have the, the computers that we have now. They had to do all the mathematics by hand. So it is it is very heavily based in science. The only difference is now is that they're actually they separate. The two are separate. So you've got astrology and astronomy. But I've been learning the last few months. I've been trying to understand astronomy because what a lot of astrologers are saying now is that you need to have an understanding of what is actually going on in the sky for you to be able to have a true kind of grips on astrology. So that's where that's where I think, unfortunately, it's been it's been filtered. You know, there's a there's a reason there's a reason billionaires have astrologers you know, and kings and queens and a lot of elite people have had astrologers throughout the centuries. To be an astrologer at one point was considered a really high position. You know, a king or a queen wouldn't be without their astrologer. Um, You know, generals, heads of armies had their astrologers to find out what kind of war or battle they were going into. So astrology is based in science, but it's just been separated in modern day and age. So you now have astronomy and astrology as two separate things when before they were one, but I kind of think it's, it's going, it's being twisted on its head again. The tides turning a little bit and people now really want to have an understanding of both Um, because it is, it is, it is, it is a science, you know, it is, it's, it's the science of, of the mind. It's the science of the way people work. It's the science of, it's the science of the world we live in. You know, everything is energy where we live you know the earth that we live on is energy we are energy everything you see around you has a certain amount of energy in it It has it vibrates at a certain frequency the the moon has an effect on us how could the how could the planets in in our in the orbit not have an effect on us as well that's that's how i see it everything has an effect on the way that we live and the planets outside of us are no different from that we're all we're all one we're all part of one thing um so that's how i would that's how i see it is it interesting that you mentioned like you know the modern day and age and like how people view astrology mm. now I think like your everyday person, them, their experience of astrology might just be reading like the newspaper and seeing like one of them like, this... things that, you know, yeah. is kind of maybe not based off actual astrology. And that's kind of where misconceptions might start. And this is the problem. So, and I'll go into this as well. So what's happened in modern day and age. So the newspapers and the mainstream have claimed what we would call sun sign astrology. So that's your sun sign. So that's um, that's one of like the key attributes to to a personality. But but modern astrology has has taken that and will just give you a sun sign horoscope. Now, this is a really limited. This is a limited understanding. You're not going to understand yourself by just knowing your sun sign. It's really, really general, you know, and then that that's where people who don't understand astrology get their argument from because they say, well, I'm a Gemini and you're a Gemini, but we're completely different. Yes, because what I would say is you need to go and have an investigate your birth chart and have a full reading so you can understand who you truly are. Um, because you because we're so individual everybody is so different and you know it's probably really rare that you're going to get two people that would be exactly the same um and the how the birth charts calculated is 
the day you were born and the time you were born in the place you were born, you can then get a full natal chart reading. Now I do Western astrology. So there are different types of astrology. So you can get Vedic astrology, there's whole sign astrology, but the main ones that you will have an understanding Ollie of, and the ones that I look at, the one that I'm studying is Western astrology. Um, so I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but yeah, so sun sign astrology is what like we were saying about the magazines and the newspapers, you know, that's nothing, that's nothing, that's entertainment, that's just entertainment, that doesn't mean anything. So, but that is where for me, back in the day when I was a child, where it started. So even though my mum had an influence on me, that's where it started, if that makes sense. And then I'd be obsessed, I'd be reading my monthly horoscope. I used to sit there and research my monthly horoscope and my weekly um, weekly horoscope. But this was before I had an understanding of my birth chart, you see. Um, and I'd sit there and I'd read through it on Gemini for the month and I'd be obsessed like take notes what's going to happen and stuff <laughs> yeah when i think about it, actually it must have been like newspapers and stuff that kind of sparked my interest mystic in meg as well. yeah that kind mystic of stuff. Meg. <laughs> yeah it's funny to think about now isn't it yeah um, yeah do you do yeah. this like whenever whenever i meet someone <laughs> i know you're gonna the say. first thing i do is find out their fucking star sign like mm-hmm. literally that's one good thing about having snapchat actually is that you don't even need to ask them because snapchat tells you like every lad i like you. have met on, met on tinder i'm like yeah have me on snapchat and then i'm fully reading like the astrology <laughs> reading like their astrology and stuff so i don't really use snapchat at all i didn't have i had no idea it did that yeah, it's like one no. of the one of the main features now is when you add someone, it'll tell you their to your star sign, and it gives <gasps> you like full paragraphs about like how your star signs are connected. Oh my god, they don't mind. See, they, they, and this is the this is the thing they've hopped on the back of that because they know how interested people are in it, and this is what I think as well. So a shot, it's like it's growing, it's just getting bigger, right? year upon year people finding more interest in it i'm meeting loads and connecting with loads of astrologers on things like clubhouse where people are um a lot of young people as well studying it and i find it really inspiring because what actually it what actually it says to me is that people are remembering their ancient roots because the ancient people our egyptians our aztecs our indigenous tribes they all studied astrology you know it doesn't just come from nowhere this wasn't just something that was made up and that's why i think people who who say it's rubbish they just don't have an understanding of it like there's deep rooted history in it um it's meaningful it means something yeah it's so cool isn't it <laughs> it's so cool <laughs> um you were telling me before that you've got like a little plan set out for your Gemini journey. And what, so what's next on the Gemini journey agenda? Yeah, so I'm I'm continuing. So for me, like I said, I've, I've always loved astrology and now I've kind of made it part of like some of the services that I want to offer. So I'm really trying to study having an understanding of the birth charts and the natal charts. Um, so I can start providing readings for people. Um, I've got my Oracle card readings, which I am doing for people as well. And then I've got my intuitive coaching, but I can also work in a, in a NLP method as I'm trained in that too. So they're kind of like the services I offer, but I'm also planning to shortly soon start my own YouTube channel. 
So I'm going to be giving people astrology readings some free readings. I'm going to be talking about the moon cycles, which is also something I work with and love. So we've actually got a new moon coming up on Monday, by the way. So I'm planning to release my first one for then. And it's the new moon in Aries. And what the new moon means is the new moon is the lunar cycle. So the lunar cycle has eight phases and it's the new moon starting again. And the new moon is an amazing time to start new projects, to think about um, what intentions and what you want to achieve during the lunar phase. And it's in Aries as well. So this really is. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. And when we go into the Aries season, I kind of feel like when we go into the Aries season for me, that's what I consider as the new year. So I find it way more, I resonate with it way more than I do January the 1st. When we go into Aries in March, I really feel like it's the start of my new year, the astrological year, because what it does, it sets up the backdrop for the rest of the year. So we're coming towards the end of Aries now, but before we come towards the end of it, we have the new moon on Monday that I said. And so this is going to be a really good time to start something. So if you've got anything in the pipeline that you're thinking of, Monday, get a pen and paper, do some meditation, whatever sort of works for you. Some people, what I will be doing is I light a candle. I write down my intentions and all my goals. Um, I've got some good stuff I could send you actually, by the way, and I'll, I'll mention it in my YouTube video too. Um, but I've, um, yeah, so it's a really good time to set down your intentions, write your goals um, and then release them. So I'll either burn a candle um, or I'll burn the ideas with a with a with a lighter. Um, some people just meditate on it, you know, different for everyone. But if you've got some things that you really want to work towards, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, and then what happens is you've got you've got from the new moon until the end of the cycle. So when we reach the full moon, it reaches its peak. Um, and then the moon starts waning again, and then we go back to the new moon. So Monday is really key, Ollie. New moon in Aries on Monday. That is so, so fascinating that you've said that. I've always felt like April, every single year, April feels like a month where it just always felt like new beginnings for me. Like I've always associated yeah. the month April with like new things happening. And mm -hmm. that's, and I didn't even know any of that, to be honest. <laughs> So, so that's why that is so that's fascinating. Why. Yeah, especially because wow. you're you're in tune with astrology anyway, and so that you obviously have this like you have quite like a spiritual undertone anyway, and you have you have and you're a Virgo as well, so you're going to be connected to the earth and the seasons of the earth. Um, but yeah, so you'll be in tune with that, and 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 that's kind of like the natural. That's like the natural cycle, you know. We've come out of winter. We've come out of hibernation. We're now moving into the spring. We're leaving all the old behind, and we're really starting again. So that's how that's how I relate that. Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a really good time. This is going to be like the backdrop for the rest of the year. One thing I'll also say is a twelve month plan would be a really good idea. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing just month monthly goals writing down some monthly intentions like where, where do I want to be by May where do I want to be by June July August September and on and on and on until we reach April again next year so I'm kind of thinking about my intentions and my goals for the rest of the year and then and then each month you can reflect and and by next year you can look back and you can see what you achieved 
you know, and what you didn't. So definitely, definitely yeah. time to get brainstorming. It's it's so easy to like underestimate the power of intention setting. I remember mm-hmm. like the first time I ever really did it was when I graduated in like 2018. And yeah. I sat down and I wrote a full list. I wasn't even like deliberately intention setting. I was just like, right, I need to get organized. So I did this list yes. of things that I wanted to achieve. And it was something to, something about writing them down. I just had them all on this piece of paper. I didn't even look yeah. at the, didn't even look at the piece of paper again. I just had them written down. Mm-hmm. And then like a year later, I kind of was looking back through my notes and I looked at all these intentions that I'd set and I realized that I had achieved every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I had forgotten that I even wanted to do these things. Mm-hmm. And I had these intentions set out, but looking back a year later and I'd achieved all these things, I was like, wow, like that's powerful. Yeah. That like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing what the mind, what the mind does without realizing. So when you're writing down your intentions and your goals, so not only are you connecting on a mental level, but you're kind of kinesthetically connecting as well, because you're transmuting those thoughts, you're putting pen to paper, and you're actually writing the words down. So you're affirming them as well. So you're sending that out into the universe. So you've translated your thoughts pen to paper and now you've actually got the physical words there so you've you've changed that frequency so you've changed that from just an idea into something physical that you can see you know you can you can see the words that you've written you can touch that piece of paper so you're helping your mindset in a way reaffirm that actually I can achieve that because it's gone from something that was intangible in your mind to something that was tangible. So writing down your intentions and your goals and doing it is just a really, really cool thing um, because you're you're sending that out. You're sending that out into the universe and saying, I am ready. I am going to do this. So journaling and writing is really, really a good thing. Yeah, intention setting. Um, it, it works in different levels. You know, you can manifest something, you know, you could write, do this through writing as well. You could do it through just speaking or just thought. Um, affirmations is when you're constantly repeating one thing. So one thing at the minute that I keep saying to myself every day, I write down on a post-it note and I write and I stick it up every day on, on the wall. And I say, what I'm doing at the minute is I'm writing, I write down, I am bold, I am bold, I am bold. And then I write, I am proactive, I am proactive, I'm proactive because I'm struggling to get a lot of my writing work done because I'm procrastinating because I don't enjoy it. And we procrastinate on things that we don't enjoy. And we all have tasks that we know we need to do, but we avoid. So my thing is getting my coursework done because I really don't enjoy that. And then my other thing was I'm bold because I am going through a process where I am transitioning into like who I really am. And I'm showing the world the things that I want to do. But we all get that little imposter thing like me and you have spoke about. So, for example, the YouTube channel starting, that's going to be a really big deal for me. But I know I need to do it. And it's something I want to do. But I've been really nervous to do that and put myself on there because I'm scared of what people will think. But I know it's something that I need to do in order to come out of my comfort shell and grow. So I've been affirming to myself every day, I am bold because I know that I, I want, I want to bring that sense of being bold into my life in order to take that next step. So that's, that's intention setting in a way, but it's, it's affirmations is the definition for that. Mm. I've been, I've been listening to this podcast. Oh, I'm going to, it's, I think it's called the law of attraction changed my life. And um, amazing. Yeah. It's, I I'm fascinated by it. Like it's such a good podcast. And, um, the one thing that the 
I can't remember her name, but the girl who hosts it, the one thing she really drills into every episode is how important like affirmations are. Is it are. Esther Hicks? No, she's just, uh, mm, I'm going to check now. I'm going to find it on my... So um, Esther Hicks, so Abraham, Abraham Hicks, which is a combination of Esther Hicks and Abraham, Abraham Hicks, um, they have played a big part in The Secret. And yeah. she's amazing. I could listen to her all day. She's great. So I thought that that might be her, but sorry. Yeah, carry on. She, she's called Francesca Amber. And she basically talks okay. about the ways that the she has used the law of attraction to like bring stuff into her life. But yeah. And she talks about like uh, the secret and like all the different uh, sources of inspiration that she's found in people who like talk about the law of attraction. Yeah. And one of the main things that she says is like practicing gratitude, like waking up every yeah. morning, giving your and reminding yourself like reasons that you are grateful. And it's like I tried, I started trying to do it, and I was like struggling to think of things. Yeah, it's hard when she started giving examples of things that she is grateful for. It just fully, it fully makes you realize how much you take for granted. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. Even, even the tiniest things, like you know having 10 toes you know, like yeah 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 little things like that yeah. and I, yeah, I was listening <laughs> so true, I'm so though. glad I've got 10 toes today <laughs> I don't know why that was the thank example. god I don't have eight <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the example that came to my head but like, no I like it you're right <laughs> but I, I was listening to a another podcast by uh he's like a tiktoker called Max Belegda Mm-hmm. And he was inter- he was interviewing a girl called Lucy Edwards who is blind, and she does all kinds of TikToks about how blind people do different things in their day to day life. Right. And she was like talking about losing her sight and everything she's kind of lost with that, and like her like her memories of vision. And it's just like little things like being able to see is something that I would never ever sit and think like I am so lucky. I'm so yeah. grateful that I have the. I'm blessed with vision. It's just little yeah. things like that when you you just you just don't you sometimes don't sit and think about those things and be like actually I need to let the universe know thank thank you for these little things because in order to grow and to be able to like have more things I do think it's important to be able to sit back and you know practice gratitude for the small things yeah. that in our life. Definitely. That that podcast that you were speaking about, will you put it in the link for the podcast? Yeah, I will. Or- yeah, because yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to listen to that, and that's something that practicing gratitude. I'm the same. It's it's hard. It's not easy sometimes. You know, it's easier to. It's easy. It's to easy. Forget that you, you could have nine toes, not ten. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you could have eight, seven. You know, but seriously, like there are people who do. <laughs> But the thing is, it's, it's it's hard to practice gratitude. But one thing that I've been trying to focus on is being present. And I find that that, that can relate a lot to gratitude because what I'm noticing, what I'm noticing now it's getting warm. Well, not today, it's not warm, but now it's getting warmer is um, I notice the birds and I listen and I wake up in the mornings and I stop. I just, sometimes I just stop everything that I'm doing and I sit and I put my hand on my heart and I just listen. If you just listen to the silence, and so how many, how many, how many times do people do that a day? Probably never. We're so busy with our lives. How many times do we actually just stop and listen? And I listen to the birds. And now I just find like the universe is just sending me all these birds. There's birds everywhere at the minute. I mean, I know it's spring, 
but I'm seeing robins all the time. And like when I see robins, I think like it's like a little omen. And like the garden's full of birds, apart from when our dog Kenzie goes out. When Kenzie's around, they're like, nah, mate, I'm not going in there. <laughs> I know Kenzie's about because <laughs> she owns the garden. But apart from that, there's like all these beautiful birds around. And like, I see like a little robin and I'm like, oh, it's so lovely. And I'm just appreciating the nature and the life. But it's so easy not to, it's so easy just to not do that ever. Yeah. And I think definitely these days with like smartphones and stuff it's very very easy mm. to forget to even have that small yeah. amount of time just to really take in the space around you yeah you know we wonder <laughs> why so many people have like anxiety or like things like that these days and nobody nobody's taking the time to do th- things like that so this is yeah. the problem we're so we're so f- people are so focused on the people are, we're so obsessed with the intellect now in the west And I was having a couple of conversations about this on Clubhouse, which I'm really loving Clubhouse at the minute. And we should definitely do a room or something on there at some point. Yeah. But we're so obsessed with the intellect now. People aren't following from their heart. And if we're following from a place of compassion, you wouldn't need you wouldn't need to feel like we need to bring someone down with our words and with our intellect. People need to kind of go back to their heart like in buddhism they work from the heart chakra i believe i know sufis work from the heart my mum practiced sufism um and i think buddhism work from the heart chakra as well but it's like going back to your heart and connecting with people with compassion and we're so obsessed with our with our mind exactly like you said you know we're obsessed with the with being right we're obsessed with we're finding everything wrong we're obsessed with pointing the finger we're obsessed with focusing so much on the external world people aren't focusing on the inward world anymore and they're not they're not if because if we lead from that place then half the problems that we've got we wouldn't wouldn't even exist basically yeah yeah that's so true wow i was just thinking like i feel like these days especially like the culture of attacking people on the internet and like always Sorry. being right like it, where's the empathy do you know what i mean like it's so there easy isn't to any. not have any empathy when you're like on the internet and you see someone do something slightly wrong and it's it's easy to get caught in that mindset as well because we're consuming this social media all the time like it's easy to see someone else do something that you know might be slightly wrong or not something you agree with and to just go in on them and people do it all the time it's constantly on on the internet and the you know it's easy to forget i no nobody's perfect we all make mistakes we've all got different opinions we're all unique and the difference is you know things that people might you might see on the internet if you were to see someone in real life express an opinion or say something you might slightly disagree with you will come at them from a place of at least a little bit of empathy to try and get an understanding because you're never going to change yeah. someone's opinion by attacking them. And so, yeah, it's easy to, it's so easy to like get caught up in all the crap that's going on on the internet now and just cancel culture and all this stuff that would not exist if we weren't constantly sat on our smartphones. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think like without me kind of going off on a tangent, I think that 
Twitter, Twitter's the worst. Twitter is like, I don't go on, I don't go on Twitter and I probably at some point in the future will need to maybe utilize it a bit more. But for me, I don't, I feel like the type of people that I want to be working with aren't on Twitter anyway. Um, I think Twitter is just absolute warfare. It's just what goes on. It's savage. It's fucking savage what happens on Twitter. Um, it really is, you know, whether someone's done right or wrong, it doesn't matter. If some if someone wants to attack someone, the whole tribe gets behind them, then that's it. But the irony is it's the same tribe who would who would feel no means about stabbing that person in the back as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's crazy, this like warfare that goes on on the internet now and and you're you're exactly right it's it is easy to get it's easy for people to jump on the bandwagon because we kind of live in this society that promotes this kind of tribal mentality but it's it's not a tribal mentality in the sense in like a positive way in like an indigenous tribal way going back to the earth it's an intellectual tribal warfare so it's like we're battling with the intellect all the time and again, it goes back to me saying, like, if people did a bit more spiritual work and did a bit more meditation and led from their heart and from a place of compassion a bit more, then so many of these problems would be solved. Yeah. So I was having a look at your birth chart. Yeah. Would you like me to go through it? Yeah, I would love that. Okay, cool. So I'll 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 take a little look at it. So I've just got it up. Um, and you're a Virgo as we know, Ollie, but we've actually, you've actually got your moon in Taurus. Okay. You've got, and I'll explain to you in a minute what it means. You've got your Mercury in Virgo as well. Okay. So you've got Mercury 18 degrees Virgo, and then you've got Venus 20 degrees Libra. You've got Mars in Cancer. Um, You've got Jupiter in Scorpio. You've got Saturn in Pisces, which is the same as me. Oh, so you're going to be coming up for your Saturn return this year as well. Interesting. You've got your sun sign. So you're a Virgo. All right. So your sun sign is your sun sign is your represents your ego. Yeah. Your vitality, your life force. So that's the sun because the sun is our life force that we get from this planet. So the sun is the energy. So you will kind of live and breathe a Virgo in that sense and Virgo is an earth sign as well so you'll be connected to uh practicality you are aware of what is you're aware of facts so people who earth signs can be quite grounded as well um and I think knowing you as well like on a personal level you've got so many perks about you but actually I find that you're quite a solid person. You know, you might you might have um, grown up and, and gone through things that you've been through in your life and changed. But I think you're quite solid in who you are at your core, which is which is nice. So your son is Virgo. You've then got your moon in Taurus. So the moon represents our emotions and our feelings. So the sun is like the the outward expression whereas the moon is like the inward expression. So the moon is your dreams as well, your habits. It's the unconscious and the subconscious part of you. Okay, so it's it's the things that are hidden. And Taurus is another earth sign. So I'm very interested to, I'm very interested because as I'm going along, I'm seeing, 
you've got the sun and moon and mercury so you're you're very earth dominated right so you've got the moon in taurus so with your moon in taurus so taurus taurians are they see the beauty in life yeah so this is where you'll probably get your creative side from as well they see the beauty in the world around them they're the bull so they 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 have this strong essence of of sex money work um again the the practical things as well um and taurians have a great creative expression so that's your, that's dominated your moon your mercury is how you communicate with other people and your mercury is also in virgo so you're actually in your home in mercury which means that Vir- so virgo and gemini which is me as well so they're both ruled by mercury which is the communicator so when i say you're at home in mercury what i mean is you're literally in the planet that you, sh- you that you are at home in that you're meant to be in so virgo the way I see Virgo in Gemini, Gemini is the, the extrovert expression of Mercury. And I see Virgo as the introvert expression. That's not to say you don't talk because you do. You're very clearly a communicator with your podcast, with your acting, you know, the way that you express things. You're very much dominated by Virgo in that sense, talking to people, communicating with others, new information that they're all the things that stimulate you. Um, but it just means you also have those internal processes as well, so which can lead to the anxiety. So Gemini's and Virg, um, Virgos and Gemini's, um, both both signs that can typically be dominated by anxiety because you have that internal thought process going all the time, and you have those those words rolling around in your mind. Mm-hmm. So that will be kind of maybe not necessarily one of the positive aspects i don't really like to put it into positive and negative because i think you can channel that energy mm-hmm. you can channel that but yeah you've got a very earthly dominance so you'll be very in tune with with mother nature which reminds me of what you said about april you'll be very in touch with mother earth you'll be very in touch with the seasons the virgo is the mother the virgo represents the virgin the nurturer the carer you know you're a caregiver Um, and taurus represents like the practicality of life the basics air you know sex money work family home so you're going to be very in touch with the seasons and the motions of life um and taurians they can although some tauruses can be bossy so you might have that bossy streak but they also can be laid back you know like most animals they want to lay back and lie in the sun all day so they're kind of dominant they're dominant parts of your birth chart you've also got mars in cancer so you've got mars seven degrees cancer so with your mars in cancer so mars is um, represents our aggression, going to war, our desire, our competition, our courage. And this is where you'll just be like, so nice, so nice. And sometimes, again, I'm saying negative, but maybe the negative aspect of that is that you may not voice your opinions when they should be heard. You may not stand up and speak your truth. And you might be have occasions where there might be someone louder in the room. And because you're dominated by cancer in that respect, 
you might retreat like the crab back into your back into your shell back into your home and then from that from that you then may set off the anxieties and the overthinking and I know you as well you are you're so super nice and loving and caring and nurturing and there definitely is that aspect to you of of maybe being too nice being too nice to people and allowing people to walk all over you um because cancers you know the the typical traits of cancers are soft gentle um they're a water sign so it's uh cancer is dominated by emotions and feelings um and that represents your mars Aries home lies in Mars, right? So people who have Aries in them, typically fiery leaders speak up. That's that kind of mentality, the aggression, the the competition, the courage. So just because you're in cancer is in Mars doesn't mean that you're weak. It just it actually is a strength. So I always like to say, like, how can you how can you channel how, how can you channel that energy to do you justice? So the way that you could channel that energy to do you justice is that you're Virgo, you're the communicator. So you, you'll you be excellent with words. You'll be excellent with speaking as you quite clearly evidently are. So maybe using that communication energy and that ability to be fantastic with your words and with your thinking to, to twist the situation to your advantage. So for example, if you're in an argument with someone, you, you may not necessarily want to rise to that aggressive level that might not feel good for you it might make you want to retreat like the crab but what you could do is you could embody the virgo you could embody the taurus because the taurian the bull when he snaps he snaps you can embody that um and use your words as your tool does that make sense you know your aggression might not be your tool but your words can and words can cut like a fucking knife so words can be words can be vicious and can have more of an effect than our aggression. Does that make sense? That... Yeah, mate. I feel seen right now. I'm like fucking out, fully ex- <laughs> exposing my full personality on this podcast. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> See what astrology does. It's fantastic. I love it. That's what I mean. So it's like what they say is we are we are all the twelve signs. Yeah. From Aries, so Aries is the start and then ends with Pisces, which is the 12th house. So it goes from the first house to the 12th house. And what they say is we are all the signs. Yeah, we're all of them. We are all of them. But when we're born, there is a certain level of energy that stays with us. And that energy, which I'm getting from your birth chart now, like I'm reading, that's that's fixed. Yes, we change as people, but those those planets where they were at that moment in the sky, where they were positioned, what impact it was having on you when you're born, that's unique to you and no one's going to take that away from you. So that stays with a person. So we 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 mutate round, you know, one day you might be embracing that vitality, that ego, that energy of the Virgo and you know you're doing your podcast with me today that's a very Virgo energy I'm I'm very much embodying my Gemini energy but you might come away from that and then you might embody your cancer energy you know you might want to sit down and you might want to chill out and you might not want to do anything and with cancers they have they can have the tendency to be lazy sometimes you might not want to do anything you know you might want to be so chilled that you're lying down 
So it just depends. You, when you go to bed at night and you dream, you're embodying your Taurus, you know, so you're embodying that that creative expression, that beauty. Um, so we are we are all of them, but our birth chart make it unique to us, if that make if that makes sense, if I'm explaining it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last thing that I want to add, and hopefully I'm not waffling on too much. The last thing that I want to add, and I can I can speak about this with you as well offline in more detail, is that you were born in 94, so the same as me. So you're coming up to your 27th birthday this year, and I'm coming up to mine fucking hell next month. Shit, the front door. Oh, getting on now. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you're, so you're coming up to your Saturn return. Now, what that means is a person only has two Saturn returns in their whole life because it only happens every 29 years. So you have your first Saturn return roughly between your 29th and your 30th birthday. Yeah. You have your second Saturn return roughly between your 59th and 60th birthday. And when your Saturn's in return, big lessons big lessons are are basically coming. They, they, they mark pivotal points in your life. For example, for me, I was feeling the effects last year. Absolutely. I came out of a toxic relationship. I don't like to use that word too much. I came out of a toxic relationship because it was toxic. Absolutely. It was unhealthy. It was a long-term relationship that I'd been in off and on for a long time. And I finally shut the door on it. Every single day, in my mind, whilst I was in that relationship, I had a niggly thing in my head, like, you have to get yourself out, Terry. Like, if you don't get out, do you want to live like this for the rest of your life? Every day I had that in my mind, but I was staying until I eventually got the courage and shut the door on it. That was my Saturn returning. That was energy of my Saturn return because it was a life lesson. It was like, you now have a decision that you need to make. Are you going to, are you prepared to, to take that leap? And, you know, and since then, well, I'm, I'm just doing all the things that I've wanted to do for years and I'm just coming into who I truly am again. But that energy of Saturn return is really going to ramp up by the time I reach 27. It's the same as you, you'll be going through that right now. You'll be feeling the energy. And from, from what I know of you and like my observation, you've kind of embodying that already. You've, taken the leap you've done your podcast you're making changes so that's like the Saturn return people think it's a bad thing Saturn return because it can be harsh lessons it can be like life-changing and it can it can shake you up it really can but I don't see it as bad or negative like it's transformation it's transformation and then if you don't if you don't take note of your lesson from Saturn it then comes back round but it does not come back around till you're in your uh, nearly in your 60s because generally they're the, they're the points. Yeah, they're the points in life. So if you think about it, so there's some statistic and it's like people who get married when they're young and then the same people who then get divorced when they're 30 because you have this kind of, you're coming out of your 20s and you're having like another sort of awakening 
and you're like, you start reflecting, okay, what am I doing with my life? What have I done with my life? What have I got to achieve? You're coming out of, of the youth of your twenties and you're really going into that adulthood. Like, okay, shit, right. Maybe I need to get, for some people it's like, maybe I need to get my shit together. Maybe I need to get married. Maybe I need to go do this, do that, whatever it is. So that's kind of like a Saturn return essence. And I find that everyone does that when they're reaching that age. Cause it's like, oh shit, maybe I need to get a move on. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties now. And then it happens again when people are nearly in their sixties, because what people start thinking when they're nearly in their sixties is shit, I've lived most of my life. <laughs> like I could potentially be coming towards the end of my life in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Fuck, I better do something. So that's that and return energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I've definitely started feeling that like that's, yeah. I'd, I'd never even heard of that before you're, you're fully educating me on this um on this little episode but yeah definitely have started feeling that energy it's, yeah it's such a shift isn't it and what yeah. that's that comes in fully around the age of 29 so between between the ages of 27 and 30 your Saturn's in return in your chart so that means Saturn's returning back to the sign that it was when you were born so for you it's Pisces which is the same as me because it's a kind of like a, not a generational thing, but for example, everyone between the ages of X, Y, and Z. So some, some planets in your birth chart will be generational. So for example, you were born in 94 and I was born in 94, which means that our Saturn's in Pisces. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, same with North nodes and South nodes. So you're probably my North nodes in uh Sagittarius and myself knows in Taurus I think that will be the same for you because you were born the same year um so so yeah so everyone who was born in 94 will be coming up to their Saturn returns so roughly between the ages of 27 and 30 the your Saturn will be returning back into its home sign and for you it's Pisces which is the same as me and Saturn is about structure discipline responsibility so that's the lesson that saturn brings so it's the lesson of like boundaries limitations like yeah so it's usually can be harsh lessons but it's not something to be scared of you know it's a good thing we we have to embrace i think it's quite exciting it is i'm excited for mine yeah I was spoken to, speaking to my mum about it and she completely shit me up. She was like, oh, it usually means really hard lessons. She was like, you've got something really bad on the way. And I, well, not that she speaks like that, but <laughs> <laughs> she literally don't even speak like that. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell. I was like, mum, I'm quite actually looking forward to my Saturn return. Thank you. And she was like, yeah, it usually means some really harsh lesson. And I was like, fucking hell, woman. But I was like, no, I'm not going to be, I don't feel like that. I feel, yeah, excited. Yeah, it is exciting. And I think when you do experience like something, some kind of harsh lesson or something, like it is shit, but but it's a good thing because it's an opportunity to grow and change at the end of the day. Absolutely. Always, always an opportunity, always. And it's like, I don't want to just relate it back to me again, but when I just spoke about that relationship, mate the relationship was shocking okay yes it obviously it had its good moments of course it had its good moments because I wouldn't have stayed in it forever it wasn't forever but for a long time and yeah I maybe wish I kind of pulled the plug on it sooner but I obviously needed to go through that because how I have grown as a person and the transformation I've gone through 
well, that's priceless. Like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? That's priceless. You can't put a price on that. Who I am now, just loving every second of it, to be honest. <laughs> Good. So you should be. So you should. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing all of that. Like I'm actually no like, oh, I love it. And I'm I've like, just... I'm so excited for you to start like your YouTube channel. Because I yeah. honestly just having Definitely a conversation you on... with you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, but yeah, just having a conversation with you about all this stuff. Like I feel like so inspired and like, yeah. feel like I get so much out Good. of it. So I'm so, so glad that I had you on Good. today and we had this conversation. I'm so glad as well. Thank you so much for having me. And as per usual, Ollie, le- letting me talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini energy today. As soon as I get in front of the mic, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> chat 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 but thank I mean, you so much it's been so in all, good in all honesty the main purpose of this podcast is just a platform to chat shit so mm, yeah yeah <laughs> you've done exactly what i needed you to do hun but it's Amazing. been a lot more educational than my average episode like i feel like <laughs> i feel like at least for me like i feel like i've taken a lot out of this and good um, definitely exposing myself to the world by having you read my birth chart on me. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> But, You'll probably like edit, edit, edit. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. No, I'm not going to. I love it. Um, yeah, so thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks so much, babe. Hi, friends. Future Ollie here. Um, just thought I'd let you know, if you've listened to this far, you must be an avid listener of the podcast, and I commend you on having such good taste. But... Um, you might you might notice right now my room is a little echoier than usual and the reason that is is because I haven't got my usual setup um everything's packed up in boxes and that's because tomorrow's the day it's the day that I'm moving to Manchester my life is about to change it's craziness um and yeah I mean that episode you've just listened to you might have noticed a few of the references were a little off like when I said I'm excited for lockdown to end yeah bitch we know it's already happened and yes I got that haircut I was looking forward to and it looks sick but um what I'm trying to say is that the podcast has taken a little bit of a backseat in my life recently um, with the big move coming. I'm basically about to embark on a new lifestyle. I'm moving to a new city. I've got a new job and everything's been a little bit manic. So that's why the podcast hasn't really been uploaded in a little while. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, all the segments I usually do, I haven't actually recorded any of them for this episode because I've been caught up in my own life. OK, Um and yeah, so basically this is just me letting you know that I am I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from the podcast just while I settle into my new life. Um, I've, I've loved making these past eight episodes. You know, this one I just did with Terry was, I, after we recorded it, I was so excited because I was like, wow, you know, Terry sharing all this knowledge with me about astrology. Like, I'm so excited that I get to do stuff like this on my podcast and I, and I love making it. But um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take a little bit of a break, I think, while I settle into my new life. And, you know, I'll get I'll get rejuvenated, maybe come up with some new ideas and exciting new things. And the podcast will continue. Don't worry. Like, I, I enjoy making it too much to just stop it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of time out from it. So that's just what this little PSA at the end of the episode is. Also, you know, there's no ah uh, or uh of the week. Um, however... Um, I, I, do you know, I had it all planned out as well. I had my album of the week. I had everything planned out, but do you know what? I am packing my house up and I don't have time to do it. (laughs) Um, but you know, the, the podcast will be coming back. That's basically what I'm, my main thing I'm trying to say here. Um, but I am going to take a little bit of time out from it. 
Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to mine and Terry's three-week-old three week convo. Um, do you know what? These episodes are timeless. You know, you can go back and listen to episode one. Recorded that nearly three months ago now, and, you know, still holds up, I think. <laughs> Not that I listen to my own podcast episodes. Um, but yeah, that right, that is... That is me. That's future Ollie. Just as, or well, present Ollie. Just letting you know, I'm taking a little break from podcasting. Um, but once I'm settled in Manchester and I've drawn up some ideas, I mean, I've already, I've got already got people in mind that I want. Still, I've got so many people I want to invite on the podcast and chat with. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all gonna, ha- it's all gonna happen. But I'm just taking a little break, a little life personal break for now. And um, yeah, love you all. Thank you, everyone who's listened to all of these episodes I've uploaded. I mean, like, the response and everything has been amazing. And, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. And love to you all. All right. See you soon. <laughs>